as we see, Wanganeen. Oh, he's superb. <laughs> Give me a list spot now, he says. Tex Wanganeen, explosive. Kicks his second goal and surely gives the Bombers the victory now. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello to the Tex Wanganeen Podcast. To the, <laughs> to the Sign Him Now Podcast. To the Sign Him Now Podcast. We, we're going to be we're in this podcast until the Essendon Footy Club sign the man. We're not <laughs> yes. going to we're, we're going to just go on a marathon until they sign I've him. I've texted Dodoro and say we're not getting off until you sign. <laughs> anyway, we're, not, we're going to do it a marathon. <laughs> uh, we're going to get cameramen down here and everything. Two two men in the outer eastern suburbs are podcasting twenty four hours a day until Tex Wanganeen is signed. So, uh, look, uh, first practice match out of the way. Uh, the Bombers win. The scoreboard, there's a few different scoreboards. Uh, Essendon has us by seven. The Bulldogs has us by six. I must admit, I thought it was us by six, but it was us. So yeah, it was us, basically. Essendon come away with uh, 81 to 75, I had it. Um, uh, great, great win. Uh, you know, to you know, let's let's face it. It's a team that played in the grand final, probably uh, uh, you know with the Bont and McRae and all these guys. Yep, um, no joke of a midfield. That's no joke. Both sides putting in very strong squads, so yeah. it was a good test. Uh, look, I must admit, I don't take away all too much on a first practice match. Uh, I do. That's uh, the flag because it's always a bit rusty, and that's what we saw from both sides. But but a win's a win, uh, and you know. Th- to, to start the year off in a practice match beating a top eight side, which we only want – we did it once last year, which is the same team. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great way to give some self-belief into the playing list. And I reckon that's why they put the, the, the big names in. I think – I know they I know in, in times past and maybe at other clubs and that sort of stuff, you play your kids, you don't care about the preseason games, you really, really, really want to see – that movement that we were looking for out of the back line and stuff. But I think Truck is saying, yes, we want to see the training that we've been doing and the the things, the the um, the link-ups and the movement out of defence and all that sort of stuff. We want to see how that's working, but we want to see with the best players in there playing as well. Um, every game that we win is another game that we win, right? So yeah, even if it is a first bloody um, practice match. Well, it's funny because there's just not many games. Like it's just uh, JLT, JLT, it's just really two games almost that um, before a season starts. So uh, it kind of does force a little bit, which is why the Dogs had a very strong side to to play guys for a half. So it's interesting. It's, it's a hard total game to read because – Obviously, at halftime, a lot of players went off for both Essendon mm. and the Dogs. Like, um, you know, we had obviously um, – I'm trying to think of, you know, I think like Merritt, um, Smith and a whole lot of other guys kind of went off. The Doggies the same with Bont and that. Uh, so, look, it's kind of pleasing that 
that one, uh, the game was four points at half time uh, with the two kind of senior squads out there. And then the younger kind of squads come out and we win the game. So you've probably got two decent halves of football that you're going to have a look at mm. uh, that we're both, we're both in the contest in the both halves. So, but I mean, we'll start with the obvious, uh, the game's up for grabs, the score's tied. Yep. And Tex Wanganeen scores two goals. Tell us about how they work, right? Because, I mean, in, in full disclosure, I was working head down, um, rear end up the Savo, so I couldn't watch the game. So a lot of the a lot of what we're going to hear tonight, or that you're going to hear tonight, is going to be based on Scotty's recollection. Yeah, so it's, it's I, literally 6 p.m. just after the game, and Grant's just come from I've work. I've just lobbed from work, right? So I, I couldn't get there. So trust me, guys, when you hear me asking these questions like, <laughs> how did Tex work? I want you, Scott, to tell me exactly how it happened. Yeah, so um, so the the first goal, really clever goal, opportunistic Rovers goal, but from about forty yards out, um, really really clever snap. He almost kicked like he almost had one of those ones where I thought the whole the whole place would have shook because literally about a minute later he grabbed the ball, um, uh, tucked the ball under the arm, went around a guy fifty yards out. He was on the boundary line. I thought, I thought if he kicks this, but no, it went off the side of his boot. <laughs> <laughs> but the, even just the play, it was like, oh, that was electric though. That, I mean, he just took the guy on and went, see you later. Um, but then, you know, five, ten minutes later, uh, again, uh, a long ball in, uh, probably about 40 metres out. Uh, the ball's gone over the back. He's just picked it up with one hand at full pace and just sprinted in and kicked it from 20 yards yeah, out. Yeah, baby. Uh, so it was, it, it just oozed skill and class and yeah, three shots on goal in probably 15, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah. So he's, and it, and it was very obvious that we didn't have a small forward to that point. It was like, it was, that was one area you go, Oh, I mean, if you're a critic of the game and, and the coaches will look at it, their delivery to the forward line will still be in review. Trust me, mm-hmm. um, you, you would have still been on the the long kick. Uh, ironically, probably the best person coming out of the midfield was Dylan Shiel. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, so he, um, he's the one that was lowering his eyes constantly and hitting up thirty meter passes to get us shots well, on I'll goal. Take, I'll take that. I'll take one person actually lowering their eyes. So uh, yeah, especially so if it's Dylan Shiel. We, we there's definitely work to do. I think. I think. In fairness to them, though, they had a, a bit of disruption. So they had uh, Francis, um, Jones, and Wright. And then Francis, and Francis, literally 10 minutes of the game goes down. I thought, oh, God, that looked like a month injury there. Yeah. Um, so he was off for a quarter and a bit. Um, and that just – and then Baldwin had to kind of come on and it just seemed to disrupt us. Then Francis came back on, but then Jones went off at half time, mm. uh, And that was his done for the deal. So – in fairness, it was a little bit all over the shop, the okay. whole forward mix, um, and uh, I think that will improve. And, like, Jones Jones had one of those halves where he obviously missed goals he would normally kick, um, but he took a lot of contested marks, had two shots on goal, and you go, that's all I need to see. Pack him up at halftime, get him another full week of, of training, and he'll be even better. So there was, there was did, definitely um, positive. two meter go? Uh, look – he had one of those games where he competed all around the ground as hard mm. as he could. He, he was solid without starring at all. Good defender on him, like. Uh, 
Mm, yeah, I don't know oh, who yeah. their defenders are either, but I guess it's. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I'm just because I look at I look at Peter Wright every time he takes the field, and I just wonder who the hell's going to stop him, right? Because when he gets when he gets up to the to the packs and stuff, he's 18 foot tall, and nobody can get anywhere near him. So if if he's not taking those grabs, so, um, 95 percent of the time it's because he's got a good defender um, clinging to the back of him. Yeah, I mean there was a lot of there was a lot of long kicks in where, where he got double teamed, so. Mm. He brought the ball to the ground, I'll give him that. And in France is the same. I mean, Francis had a very indifferent game where his first half was almost a write-off. And I felt like he still was a bit funny after the injury, like he was just testing how he's running. Yeah. Then I reckon the last 30, 35 minutes of the game, he just clicked and, and was a really big factor in that last 35 minutes. Took a lot of game-saving kind of marks in either midfield or back. Mm. Um, so... Only the last five, six minutes did I see him really run out of gas, but that's as best as I've seen Francis compete from that length of the game. Okay. And considering it was 33 degrees and high humidity, I that's actually a really, really good sign. I, I thought he got into the game, which is not a Francis thing to normally do. Once he, he's, he's traditionally, once he's out of the game, he's out of the game. Mm. Like if he starts off a bit shaky or, or has a injury scare, yeah. um, but he worked his butt off to try and, enter back into the game and by the last quarter I thought he was into the game again right. and, and had a big bad, big impact. So all credit to him. So Good sign. Um, look, uh, as half forwards, who do, who do we have? We'll play around in the forward line for a minute. Who do we have running in from half forwards? Well, I, I would have given votes to one of them. So Perkins. Tech, okay. So Perkins was uh, kicked two goals. Probably had, you know, I'm only guessing, but felt like he had 20, 20, lows, 20 kind of possessions. Yep. Just presented all the time. Uh, very visible, very... Yeah, just kept presenting and presenting and running. Uh, it was a really good game. So they would have been wrapped uh, with his game. Um, who else? Uh, for the other kid, Nick Martin, who came mm. in, you know, he only came, he only played probably a quarter and a half. Um, he, again... Just thought through the game. He's, it's funny, like his first 10 minutes, he was very, very nervous. But then once he's settled, he looks a completely different player. On that and, half forward slash yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then just did some smart football IQ stuff. Just knew where guys were, knew what to do. Just centered the ball really well. Looked calm. So, I mean, that would have been wrapped with how Wanganin and Martin... Went and God help them if they if they're in their mind they're only picking one. I hope not, but God help it'd them be, if they yeah, are. It'd be very. I mean, yeah, it'd be very, very, <laughs> very, very interesting to say <laughs> send you home, Nick, basically because like you, you said this to me earlier in the week is that geez, you 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 pick one now because if you find one, great, and you, we found one in Tex, and I reckon that's a that's a lock. But if you if you want to wait till mid season and hope you find somebody, why not f sign that somebody now? Like in Nick Martin, why not have the old bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Ding, 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 breaking news. Oh, my Lord. This, Tex, is, this is something. Tex Wanganina, Nick Martin has just signed with the Essendon Football Club. Hey, there you go. So, As he refreshes his uh, yeah. Essendon feed. So that was that was that was Dodoro watching the last quarter, going, "Yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> no other team is getting their hands on this too." Yeah, uh, nice. Well, there, there you go. There's some breaking news on the pod. So, uh, which by the time you listen to the pod, will we'll be, be completely old news. 
Yes, but that's literally just happened, sorry, just right now. Yeah. So, um, um, Aiden James, uh, if you're listening, it's done. As he said on the Facebook page, Wangan Eden Martin on the sash. Um, where else are we? Yep, no, that's the only one so far. Aiden James, four minutes ago. Well done, mate. You beat us to it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's fantastic news. Sorry, that's really Incredible. just happened. That's, now, so. that changes a lot of things, man. That's, yeah. wow. So, our list is settled. That's it. That's it for the. That's it. End of story now. Uh yeah, uh, and both fully deserve it. So um, wraps for. I mean, honestly, this is going to sound funny, but on our list is a herd and a wanganing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, that's a you know, it is. Uh, it is a fantastic. It is one of the things about AFL football that I do genuinely love being Australian. Um, and and having that ability to watch the sons of come through. It's not many sports where you get to see it. And a, a kid like Wanganine pulling on a red and black jumper is just incredible. And every time you see Hurdy um, down at training, you just, you love it. Yep. So, wow, that's, that is, that is really big news. And I mean, it, it, that, that kid, especially him has the opportunity to play games this season. Like yep. he, he looked that good that we could potentially play this, this kid a lot this season. Yeah, it, well, both of them ha- have shown me that they can play at senior level this year. And that's a big bonus because uh, <laughs> it, it adds so much depth when, you, when you've got guys that – I mean, they're obviously still in development in some ways. But, yeah. But, you know, as soon they're, they're playing against the dogs and they've scored – once had three shots on goal and once probably had eight possessions in the quarter, Nick Martin, and looked in – you know, just – Naturally, as 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 anyone knows, you know. And just I mean, Tex, we've got Wallers a few weeks away before he comes back. So, who knows? There, there could be an opportunity to bring him in nice and early. So, massive signing. <laughs> um, all right. So, moving on to the mids. Talk to me about the mids. Yeah, the mids were pretty solid. Uh, Darcy Parish was Darcy Parish. He was all over the place. He was very very Again, good. Again, we're yeah. gonna okay. Good. I mean, He's he was, back it up. He was easily best on ground until half time. So. Um, Again, McRae, because that's a that's a no joke midfield. Yeah, and like McRae was pretty solid. Bond Bond was a bit quiet. He had his little moments, which his Bond does. But um, but Parrish was really really good. Shield was good. Merritt was okay. Like he was solid, but yep. um, you know, Merritt traditionally for me in my last three four years watching preseason, he kind of around about two around about round two or three, it just then explodes. Yeah. It's, it's um, and so he, he's going, he's going well, but there's so easily another gear we know yeah, he's going okay. to go to. So yeah. I thought Langford on a wing was really good. Um, uh, he didn't have his kicking boots on, I'll be honest. Uh, and, you know, I'm a big fan, but he, he, he um, yeah, I mean, he got a bit of critique on social media, and I, it drives me nuts. But, but he hasn't hardly trained the last month <laughs> with that shoulder, and I still felt like he favoured the shoulder a little bit going up in the contest. Like his mm. marking wasn't as strong as normal. Um, so, but as far as winning the ball, he still would have had it twenty odd times. So, uh, there's no, you know, I feel pretty confident he'll just click into gear. Colwell. Uh, Probably a game of two halves. Probably had about five, six possessions to half time, but after half time would have had a you know ended up with about twenty. So, okay. um, a much better second half really got into the game. Um, so again, this is what practice matches are, man. You just these some of these guys have missed a lot of football. Cold, Caldwell, Caldwell so, principal among them. 
there's so, you know, it's very understandable to me as the game goes on, he gets better kind of scenario. I will say on the other wing, Nick Cox did very, very well. So okay. uh, they'll be really happy with Perkin, what did, what did Perkins he do? Cox. What did he do? He was just – he had this really good balance of of having a target for the wing but then working hard to get back and cutting off leads and for the Bulldogs forward. So he helped out Stuart, Laverde and Rids quite a bit where he would run down, say there's a stop play and the Bulldogs got it halfway. He would then kind of sprint down and pro- provide kind of the fourth extra tour. Okay, an extra, okay. And, and, and he took some nice marks in front of the pack where he just um, – yeah, he was just too big. Like he's still too very, very tall. Noticeably <laughs> – Noticeably chunked up a little bit that he can jump yeah, in front he, of those packs. He's more solid. No, there's no doubt about yeah. that. It's, um, he's never going to be a bodybuilder, I don't think. No, but he did say he has put on 12 kilos, so that's a fair amount. That's a lot of it. Dude, I, I put that on last year just with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> just with Maltesers. Just, just, that's just with <laughs> <laughs> so Maltesers and Coke. He's actually been running around yes. to put that thing Our preseason on. is a little bit different. Um, <laughs> so me and Nick Cox have basically put on the same amount of uh, yeah. of weight this year. Your dedication is, is I right know, out there I Nick know. Cox. I, I take me and Nick. I, I ring him up all the time. Yeah, how many kilos you put on this week? He goes kilo and a half. I said same. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, unfortunately, he then says to me, Capricosa. I go yeah, <laughs> Capricosa, Coke, <laughs> Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kremes. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, uh, I mentioned Hobbs had a pretty decent last quarter. Dill? The Dill Herbage? Uh, uh, Shill, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, just that Any was Hinto injury? No. Um, by the way, it looked like we got away. If, if, if Francis is okay when he played the whole last quarter, so I'm assuming he is, yeah. um, it didn't look obvious to me that we had an injury. Cool. Um, so... Of all the things, it's probably the most <laughs> pleasing because yeah. uh, you want to, you know. I, I, I do regard us as a side as the healthier we are, the harder we are to beat because our top end Agreed. is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it gets disrupted by 30% kind of thing. I think it's that's the same with most clubs, man. Seriously, like they're, everybody's going to get injuries. It's just who are they going to get injuries yeah. to? Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I know but they're all be, the yeah. most important players in our mind, but if, if our – if our top tier mids and those real key position players can stay out there for three quarters or more of the season, we're incredibly hard to beat. So yeah, I'll, I'll take a no injury um, practice match as well. Yeah. But no, like I said before, the standout for me was Shields discipline to lower the eyes and not waste the footy. I don't, I, mean, I could be wrong, but I can't remember him he, he not hitting a target. Awesome. So good. And, and some really good lead ups uh, from the forwards that he nailed. So, now, all credit to him. Yes, and Sammy Draper didn't have a particularly good one. No, I mean of all the of all the ones, um, he just had a bit of an off day. I think he needed that practice match. Um, so, like, he's a, he's a weird one where someone I don't worry about too much because he'll get better as the practice matches start. Um, but yeah, he was quiet today. Just totally didn't get his ruck craft totally set. Like he got his hands on the footy, just not. Not as normally his connection with Parrish, say, mm, and, and that okay. kind of just wasn't as as in sync. Um, but English is v- saying that is a very very tall guy, so it's not as obvious. It's not like he was w- leaps and bounds over the top mm. hitting the ball. Like they'll, 
a lot of times it was kind of a tired event kind of thing. But around the ground, he had no presence, and that's probably what Sammy, he'll work uh, on. Okay. Uh, look, I don't remember a pack mark around the ground, and and, and yeah, now that's that's vital. So he'll yeah he'll get much better, no doubt in my mind. Speaking of Sammy, who backed him up in the rack? Uh, right. So okay. Uh, so the VFL guys are playing now. So Brian uh, is playing for the VFL sure. show because Phillips had a very light injury and I think they're just being cautious and giving him a week off. Okay. Um, so Brian's the reserves, Draper and Wright um, in in the seniors. Uh, so, yeah, and your man Josh is playing right now. Yeah, I know. VFL, so. I heard his kick six. <laughs> yes. Already. It's like halfway through the first. <laughs> yes. Six. Bag. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, look – it was interesting. I was so, you know, it sounds funny because I didn't want an easy team to play in their practice matches. I loved that we played the Bulldogs. Because yep. one thing, you know, I was thinking this through the second quarter because there's no doubt probably four or five plays, right, where the Bulldogs, as they do with every other team, just suddenly had that end-to-end that just carved you up, just yeah. slick handball. Yep. Um, but I thought, you know, I was thinking like I've, I've seen these guys, seen our team, work on team defense for two months. This was the perfect team to have first up just to see where they're going and how far they can get to. Now, a lot of the times their team defense was kind of good. The Bulldogs had slow ball movement. They didn't get – and but they can have proper videotape at I think the best almost transition team yeah, in the AFL. has to be. And say, okay, what happened there in these five, six plays? What happened? What broke down? And, you know, some of them are pretty obvious. I can see a few names. I go, oh, you didn't get across. Yeah, you, did, you didn't do that. Um, yeah. Whether it's just tired, I, I'll give them, cut them a bit of slack. Cause it, but it was a great team to have first up uh, uh, to iron out a lot of stuff, have a lot of videotape because because there's some of the best AFL footballers out there that they've played yeah. against. Uh, and, you know, having a chat to Hobbs, having a chat to Wanganeen, having a chat to Nick Martin – you know, what did this guy do well? What Cornwell, did, you know, all those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. so that, they'll have, you know, they'll have a, so much teaching from this game. But in the end, they also came away and, came away and won. So yeah. uh, it was, you know, what, it's, it's almost like, I don't know if there's more, to, more, more they can do. They had their rust. They had their turnovers. But the Bulldogs did too. So I don't want to just sort of discount us. It was a rusty practice match in some parts because both sides – haven't played a game since. Yeah, it's a practice match. I, mean, practice. I think everybody knows that. I think it's 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 the the benefits of actually playing a competitive game of, uh, of footy. Yeah, and it, again, we had the benefit of playing it against the dogs, and but you also do need to realise that it's a practice match, and everybody was going at 80 percent, right? But you have to take a you have to take a win because I think that's. That's that would be part of Truck's mentality, I reckon, that he'd want to win every single game of um, of uh, footy that he's in, and we we've got hours of footage for the team for the um, for the club to watch now, hours of footage for Hobbsy and that to see what works well, why does Parish work well, why does um, uh, Merritt work well, and all those sort of things. So yeah, huge upsides in this process. But uh, we're going to take a break, Scotty. Yep, we'll take a break and continue just talking about the game uh, and and uh, we'll talk about, we've got the Saints game upcoming, so we'll talk about what that may look like, uh, but we'll see you after the break.
Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. We like that one. That was a special ad break. We'd like to dedicate that to Mr. Alex Shelton. You know who you are. Hope you're feeling well, mate. Um, all right, Scotty, back into it. The um, the back line. So the back line, uh, I look, again, I, I thought James Stewart was was really, really good. Good. Because uh, um, I've always rated the man down back. I he, like him. He saved our butts a lot of times. So he, that was that was one of his better games probably as a fullback, yep. actually. So he will be really, really pleased. Uh, look, <laughs> I, I always do this and I always cop flack. I look. I tweet as the game goes on, and I always this is this has always been an issue with me. I because I don't put a timestamp, I get myself into trouble. So I put a tweet halfway through the second quarter, going, "Oh, Ridge has been a bit quiet with Colwell and Draper," which they had up to that point. <laughs> you got to understand, I'm not lying. They were, <laughs> and I always get the uh, the tweets an hour later. How could you say that? Like, well, at the time, it that's what that was, <laughs> it was, <laughs> but you know, it just so happened that Colwell and Ridley. We're starred after that. Well, Ridley was just um, literally as soon as I press send, he flicked Rid- it on. Ridley takes a specky and then has about thirteen was, intercept marks. He knew that you'd said he was. He wasn't he happy was, with my tweet. No, he wasn't. It's what it was. So I'll show you, he, Like he pretty much got almost a vote in the end of the game. Nice. How dominant he was. So he's all Australian. He's all class. I love him. Thank you he, for selecting him tomorrow. He's in our side. Uh, uh, so, yes, and uh, will be forevermore. Uh, yeah, so he was fantastic. Now, the big positive for me, Jake, yep. Jake Kelly. Uh, Talk to me now. So one thing I noticed with Jake is how much he left his man to help out the other guys, but he timed it every time nearly to perfection. Uh, so he has a great ability to defend, but if he sees an opportunity to opportunity to spoil or, or break up a contest by leaving his man. He had a great balance of attack and defense. Uh, but his defensive work was a grade, man. So he was here. You Who know, did they put him on? Did they put him on that small that they said they were going to put him on? Uh, look, I'd like to know. I'd have to watch it again. Again, we don't care about the dogs players, but um, I must admit, I, I'm being very honest. I'd have to watch it again. There's so many guys rotating all over the place yep. because it's a practice match. I don't want to say he was okay, on him because yeah, sure. okay. uh, he probably had four opponents. Um, so I, I'd have to, you know, I'm one of those ones that then go almost watch it quarter by quarter and then have a real look at how everything's yeah. unfolding. Because um, uh, I think I saw Cutler on Waitman. I saw Kelly on Waitman. I saw different guys. I saw Heps a bit on Waitman. So yep. it, was, it was a bit of a – everyone was all over the place. Um, but, he, look, he was really, really impressive. He just slotted in magnificently exactly what we were after. Um, I mean, the Bulldogs obviously is a very high-scoring team, so they'll be wrapped that they scored under 80 points. You know, they scored 75 points, the Bulldogs. So – I think they'll be very happy with that result that, yep. that they haven't, you know, they only on kind of probably three occasions they scored two goals in a row quickly, but they didn't score three or yeah. four, you know. Um, so I, I think, liked that it was tight. Yeah, I yeah. liked that it was that the, we've, we did what we needed to do to win in the end. Oh, it was a, it was a perfect practice match result for us. Yeah. So many things to work on, so many things to improve on and so many things that they've worked on that did well, you know, that, 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 that carried over. Um, good signs from the youth, good signs. Is, you know, there was, it was just a perfect outing. So uh, uh, they'll be absolutely wrapped to the club okay. about how they're going. So, um, Laverde, you said? Um, like Laverde, I think, was just soundly did his job. 
uh, I, wasn't a massive ball getter or, or anything like that, but yeah. he's he. I think he's going to be that kind of real. Him and Stewart are going to be that real key defensive minded guys. Yep. Stewart just by his ability today just got the ball quite a bit just by outmarking his opponent or or just cutting off leads. Um, but uh, but Laverde just had like that that kind of solid um, defensive post. So. Okay. Uh, who else have I got? So there's no doubt McGrath, uh, and I spoke to him, spoke to him a little bit early, but uh, that defensive role, uh, I really, personally me, I really hope McGrath has that defensive role that he played today yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was clearly, you know, <laughs> I probably said about five guys are in my votes out of three, but <laughs> he would be too. Um, he was just sensational. I mean, I think Essendon fans will know when I say this, he looked like the McGrath in his first year when they played him at halfback. And he was, you know, obviously Dominant, yeah. won, the norm, won the rising star and he was so, so good. But he could, you know, he does – he looks totally different for me when he's coming off that halfback and through the middle. Uh, he seems to uh, kick the ball better. Move. Yeah. He seems to move through traffic better. I think I think he just likes the the ground up ahead of in front of him in front of his eyes, um, but he was really really impressive. Like it was such an impressive outing by McGrath, um, who was pretty quiet in the practice match to be honest. Um, but he was he was really really impressive, and the club again would be so wrapped with with how he played because it just showed. Multiple angles that we can fill holes. Yeah, with, yeah, clearly with quality players. So with the midfield going pretty well, I mean Merritt sometimes even rotated down half, half back, um, just to he's sometimes a designated kicker from half back. Okay, yeah. So they're definitely trying different things because the midfield depth is so strong, uh, and that's what I was really hoping for because I, I believe that if you have that kind of quality in your team, you've got to get them on the park. And and if they play sixty percent one position and forty percent the other, and they're just rotating, like if you could be rotating McGrath and Hind and that off half back, you're not losing anything. Like no, just, because if if somebody like Hind does a hammy or heaven forbid does something like that, or um, Heppel does something like that, you, you don't have to rely on McGrath to remember how he used to play down there because if he's playing 40% of his time down there or 60% of his time down there, then he's been playing there regularly over the weeks. So he can just slot in nicely. I think think it is very much understood in today's football that you're not very often, you're not very often unless your name's Josh Ayer, you're not a dedicated one position player. If you've got multiple strings to your bow, so much the better that you can play in the mids, you can play across half back, you could slide forward. I think that's that's modern football today. So it's good to see, I reckon it's great to see that we're we're getting someone like Merritt down back and and using the natural skills of McGrath down there as well. Yeah, look, uh, I just forgot. One person I should have mentioned as a forward and and uh, my fault because he was actually f- so impressive, Will Snelling, man. He's such a good <laughs> – like he just keeps doing his stuff. He kicked two goals, um, just would have got the ball 20 times, just a link chain up player, high-pressure player. There was one play that it was in the um, – uh, the dog's forward pocket, and he just harassed the crap out of it and forced the ball um, over the line. Uh, and he was just, you know, he's such a good team role player, man. So all credit to him. I thought he was sensational. Tommy Cutler, um, yeah. uh, again, 
probably showed glimpses of that last six rounds of, of last year. Uh, I, I will say, and this is, I think it has to be fair, like, he's, he's improved by about 50%, so I give him credit. He's just still got another 30%, 40% I'd like to see defensively. Like, he's, okay. uh, you know, if there's just a few moments I look at him, there's some players I go, oh, you, you, you know, if he can get to that next level, then you're becoming a really, really dangerous player because with ball in hand on the, moving up the ground, he's really, he's really all dangerous. Good, yeah, yeah. Uh, he can hit that. He can do that sixty meter kick and 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 cause all cause all sort of problems. So, um, oh look, I, I know it sounds optimistic, but it was just a really good outing. Like it's a that's Mate, a top two team for me in my books. Get excited, man! So, like I, I reckon I know it's a practice match, like we've said, but get excited. That's a that's a good outcome for us. Um, and it's a. I reckon it's exactly what the club would want. No, well, exactly. I mean, uh, Redmond was like, was pretty solid. So we, we've had, I think, the most of the for most of the list, it was pretty good competitors. Uh, and, and you know, we I like that we wanted to win it in the end. Mm. And um, I mean, because we ended up did coming from behind, but then um, kicked two or three goals in a row, and then and won the game. Thank so, you, Tex Wangadine. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Tex Wangadine. So uh, look, I, I will say, Devin Smith. Uh, I think we'll improve quite a lot. Uh, I've seen enough this last month or so um, where he's, he's getting his pace a little bit back and his pressure back. Um, so I thought he was really competitive today. Um, you know, he still does some things they go, but, uh, mm. but, but it's less and less. And it was a little bit more of his more Crichton winning kind of yeah, okay, good. Devin Smith. And uh, so, you know, he's always going to be cheeky. He's always going to – I got a funny feeling he had a 50 metre against him. It wasn't obvious, but it was a free kick against him <laughs> okay. and then there was a 50. Um, oh, and that's another thing, by the way. I mean, I think he just had a chat to the umpire. It's strange. So I don't know if you know this, but the AFL last night said that talking back to the umpire will be an instant 50. So you, if you get a free kick against you and say, you know, why – you know, anything like that is a 50. Is now 50. And that's what happened today. So it was a little bit bizarre. So, uh, man. So it was, I was like, the umpire's whistle was like, some parts that, I mean, even got up commentating was like, I have no idea what that was for. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like it was some, it was a lot of, like holding the ball was hot today. Like you have the ball, you get tackled, hold the ball. So it was, there's it, some things, uh, I think some things the fans are going to have to get used to because, it was a um, – I felt like a – it wasn't like overly bad decisions. I wasn't like that. Like, uh, and I – you know, I'm I'm probably a bit more kinder on umpires than some other former fans. Mate. Because they're, they're telling the rule, like the AFL are telling them. So I I, I, I've, I always – in my in my head, I kind of go, well, you know, if the umpire says anyone talks back to you, it's 50. Or if it's someone tackles it and they can't – don't distribute it, it's holding the ball straight away. That's them to adjudicate. That's their yeah, job. They're, they're, that's, they're doing their job, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's more of an AFL thing if you've got an issue. They're taking um, the ability for the umpires to have any sort of, um, uh, I don't know, what's the word, apply any sort of experience or knowledge, their knowledge into the into the game. Now it's just here are the rules, interpret them by the letter of the law and don't do anything different. And we, I guess we all know it's really hot the first month, so, and it always phases out by about round true. six. Yeah, and then halfway uh, through the season something else is red hot. And, and by about yeah. the grand final there's about ten free kicks. Yeah, exactly right. No one no one does anything, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, But today it was very hot. It was, you know, obviously they wanted to get – and that's fair enough. They're, they're telling their players – 
you might as well, we might as well do this in a practice match because you can get your head around it yeah. now. Uh, so I, I don't mind that. And they did that at the Essendon practice match last week, uh, which I saw, and, and they were really hot on some players, you know, that talked back. And I, I think the first practice match with Stringer, Jakey did it for twice. They're like, what? And then 50. Like, that's mm. all. Um, so it's... It's, That's going to take some getting used to from yeah, f- some footballers, I reckon. But at least they're doing it in the pre. At least they're doing it in these games. So you know, in when we start our game round one in three or four weeks, you should have your head around it. So yeah, true. But the hard part is, I, I cut the players a bit of slack because when you got high testosterone, right, and it's a high emotive kind of sport, and you're getting hit. You know, it's especially very if it's hard not, not to. Especially if it's not obvious. Especially if yeah. the, the player doesn't. I reckon every, even if you did give up a free kick and you know it's a free kick, you can turn around and go, what? Even if you know you just slammed into the dude's back, <laughs> you can stand up and go, what? Oh, I don't believe oh, yeah, that. I, I don't know how Smith's going to go. He's going to have to invent sign language or something. Like, he's going to have to start using Auslan to communicate. Yeah, he's just speak Russian. Yeah, just just learn learn Indonesian or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So, look, look, this is going to be a much shorter podcast because it is nothing else has happened besides this game. So, true. I I don't want to speak for this for speaking sake, but uh, look, a really good. a really good outing. I think the things to that they'll talk about is some delivery to the forward line. I think some blocking of the forwards may just just help improve. Uh, their team defense probably just had moments of lapses, but overall it was pretty solid for a very, very first outing. Yep. Um, but that, and that's just nitpicking. I'm just saying they're the things that we'll probably talk about. Uh, but they'll be overwhelmingly pretty positive about how the overall list, because obviously it was – around about 30 players almost that played um, with the extended interchange. Mm-hmm. They'll be happy that they beat a very, very good side. They competed really hard uh, and were in the game the whole game and end up winning. So uh, Excellent. They'll, they'll come away with it pretty positive. Who we got next week? So we have, I think, is it March? Oh, top of my head. I should know this. March 5th or 4th or March 5th. Um, uh, so not this weekend but the next mm-hmm. against St Kilda at Marvel. Okay. So we'll be there. Uh, I expect you to No be more there. practice matches? No, we go straight into jail. Oh, dude, I thought there was one more. No, no, there's hardly any games. Like I said, there's, there's, uh, there's, I think. Damn, I thought there was at least one more practice match. No, it's straight into JLT. And wow. Then, and even then, it's, that's, that's just very quick. And then we're round one. So yeah, that's why they're playing most guys straight away. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that would be a really good uh, adding as well. Being able to even just getting back to Marvel, mate. So. There, don't care what's happening. I'm there, so I'll be there definitely. So, yeah, hopefully the VFL guys go well today. Uh, look, I have to do a big shout out to the VFLW ladies. Uh, just dominant, killing it. Uh, so I, I must admit, I, I, I want to be transparent. I didn't go to the game, so I, I don't know the inner yep. details. No the result, know, though. I just know the percentage is over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I reckon that's getting the job done is what that is. <laughs> so, so yeah, they've, uh, 78 to nil and then whatever, something to 18 or something. So I think they're like a, you know, I'm trying to, they're like 160 to 18 over the two games. <laughs> so, uh, look, they... Um, to the VFLW girls, well done. I'll yeah. tell you what, yeah, you can only beat the teams that are put in front of you. And when they're and you when you're that them good, really good. So, I was going to say, when you're that good, you spank them that hard. So, well done. So, yeah, great, great, great stuff. So, um, uh, I think they play at the Carlton Ground this week. 
So good luck to that. Yep, I think absolutely. Be a, and that should be a harder clash. So, And it'll be interesting to see after this podcast how uh, the VFL boys are going as well. Yeah, so uh, we looked um, – we're more than likely that we've got Cal Toomey on uh, our next show. Yeah. Uh, so he'll he'll we're going to just do a bit more of a, a preseason wrap up kind of kind of view. So we may have him. Maybe we may get him actually after the Saints game. Yeah. Um, I'm making executive decision, but just on the run, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll try and get him after the Saints. Cal, if you're listening, after the Saints game. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I don't like Cal. Yeah, Cal. Just do as we. Just Cal. Yeah. Just multi multimedia megastar. Just you're you're on on this data, right? Good. <laughs> So, yeah, so we'll get Cal on. Cal on uh, so then we can talk about the – he watched the Dogs game today. He'll no doubt, as a bomber man, watch the Saints game. Then we can have a proper talk about how the club's going and, and leading into round one. So Absolutely. That would be kind of the next main show we'll have on. So that would be pretty cool. Um, we may be, without leaking anything, we may be on a few other podcasts as guests. So look out for that. Yeah, but a couple I- of podcasts have reached out to us and um, asked us to be on as guests. So we're, we're more than happy to do that. We can make some announcements very soon. Yeah, so uh, a lot of stuff. So we'll be busy in the next fortnight. So you'll hear our voice a lot. So that's either a good thing or a bad that's thing. That's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to say a massive um, welcome to our new Patreons. Yep. Um, as he now grabs his phone and jumps onto the Patreon app that he should have opened um, before uh, he did this. Um, mate, I want to say a massive thank you to uh, Themba Hodge. Cool name. I like that. Something different, Themba Hodge. Um, Jonathan Zoch. Zo Zoch. Jonathan Zozoch. Now, Jonathan, wow, man. For the amount that you've sponsored us, um, I'll be coming around to your house next Thursday <laughs> to cook your dinner. Um, I'll do the dishes as well. So, mate, Jonathan, a huge thank you to you. We, we genuinely appreciate that a lot. Tim Air, Tim Stride, thank you very much. Brett Davis. Very solid name, Brett Davis. I like it a lot. Um, Justin Allingham, thank you very much. Bailey, one word, just Bailey. Michael Watson, another solid name. Great name. Solid. Um, solid. And then there's this one. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, this could be a business. I'm not sure. Peso One. Oh. P-A-S-O-E. Peso, Peso One. One Peso. Don't know. Don't know. Tristan Quigley. I like it. I like that name. Would yep. have copped it a bit in high school, but Tristan quickly. Lachlan, just one word. Di Goodison, thank you very much. This is a weird one. It's like she hiccuped when she, um, or he or she for that matter, we don't know, um, hiccuped when he or she um, put her name in, and it's SCAF. Double S-C-A-F. SCAF. 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 Um, and then David Hearn, another incredibly solid name. So it's thank you very much to our, um, our recent Patreons. This is incredible support. Um, we really appreciate it. And we, uh, we look to get some more um, uh, some more content out to you guys soon. And just shout out to Lucumus as well, who's been a big supporter of our Indeed, show. Indeed, so. Lucumus, without a shadow of a doubt. Been here for ages and ages and is a massive um, supporter of the show. So we really appreciate you, Lucumus. Thank you. So... Thank you, everyone. Uh, great day. Good to be a Bomber supporter. Uh, it starts the year off with some uh, some fun and some optimism. It's our 150th year, so uh, he's hoping for uh, just a, a one-out-of-the-box kind of year that we yeah, just celebrate. So Again, looking forward to every second of it, mate. Uh, and we'll be here throughout the whole season. Again, um, our main show um, directly after the, the game, probably the Monday, the Tuesday after the game. 
Um, and then for our Patreons, we'll be doing our Thursday night team selection show um, and our reaction show directly after the game, whichever it is. Um, and again, thank you to our fabulous Patreons. Scotty and I will probably be doing some uh, some OBs this year. Yes. Some out- outside broadcast live um, from uh, some games this year interstate we're hoping to go to. So um, some, really, some really good fun content for us. We hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Exactly. So thanks, everyone. Go Bombers. Uh, thank you, Grant. And thank you, mate. enjoy the rest of your week, fans. See you, guys. <laughs> I totally did the wrong one. Hey! That's how... Alex got excited again, man. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. First main show. And we're still doing it. Here we go. Oh, can I hear you in the background there? No, we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the rush. I reckon that's in the top five worst exits <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>